We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Sobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, yeah! Yeah! Hey! Episode 69, no NBA player has ever worn this. 69, dude. Unspoken words, episode 69 in the house. <laughs> in the mother sucking house. Hey, it's good to have the pod daddy back in the house. Yes. So we'll go right into our introductions. Over here to my left, <laughs> all the way from LG, the pod Gotti Randy B. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? And over here to my right, all the way from Arrow Creek by way of Fort Belknap, your favorite Indian, JCB. Say what's up. Yo. And across the way from me tonight, special guests, all the way from LG, Ron Falls Down. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs. In the house, Arrow Creek. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh. So, Pod Gotti, how's your leg? Getting better. It's good. It's good. Are you it able to so crip- very good to be here. <laughs> Are you able to crip walk yet? Not yet. Not quite there. <laughs> I tried out back earlier and I fell. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to crip walk on the ice. <laughs> OMG! So how's the fiat on the ice, man? It's all right, but if it gets like deep, deep, I can't drive on it. It turn basically turns into a little snowplow because of that (laughs) spoiler on the front. (laughs) You should get a snowplow. (laughs) Little one. This guy said. This guy said uh, it's uh, plow sidewalks. (laughs) (laughs) Plow sidewalks in your fiat. What the fiat? <laughs> but I, no, I didn't. I, I can't. Dri- I can't drive it in the snow. Uh, well, obviously, but man, I had my dad's truck and go to that man. Talk about night and day. Oh yeah, that big old diesel, that Dodge Dooley. Yeah. Holy cow! I felt like I was in a tank. Oh but, yeah, the Dodge Dooley. <laughs> and I got into the got into the Fiat again last night and drove around. And man, I felt like I was in a go kart. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, remember when you run over and those? The when, you, when you hit those one things and you turn you small, yeah, <laughs> you're just blinking. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 the, but the sound of the engine, remember? Yeah. <laughs> and someone comes and runs you over. <laughs> oh, but that car does not sound like that, though, man. It's got some, it's got some throat. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Don't talk like that on here. Don't talk like that. <laughs> hey, it's, it's episode sixty nine. <laughs> I ah uh, yeah okay, that's me. Oh man, did you guys catch any games happening so far? With uh, tournaments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been watching them on that. And what is it? NFSH. NFHS. HS. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what does that stand for anyway? Do you know? That's the shrinking. shrinking uh, the shrinking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <A> Mario Kart. <laughs> Turn into that. <laughs> uh, national something high school. 
National yeah, Federation High School, so something like I that. I paid for like the subscription for one month is eleven dollars. Yeah, and man, I watched like five games so far. Nice. Just think, like if you go, you travel, like say you went to Cold Strip. Yeah. Gas, food, admission. Yeah, if you're in the baby stadium, mamas, baby mamas. <laughs> <laughs> Got to buy the auntie some drinks. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, because I went and checked out a game last night here at Metra, and I think just for me, my wife, my daughter getting in, bought popcorn and pop when we got in there, and uh, slushy, uh, 50 bucks. Yeah. Easy. Easy, just to get in, go in there and watch a game. And it's it's not, I mean, obviously you want to be there because that's, you know, that's part of the experience. Yeah. But, I mean... There's there's nothing wrong with it. Every once in a while, you get like they must have like um, radio broad, you know those broadcasters like oh, certain yeah, yeah. areas because some of them will have announcers commentating. Yeah, yeah, commentating. But then the other ones, you just watch them running up and down the court. <laughs> I know those ones like the some of them that have commentators, man, they butcher like the native last names. Yeah, Roban. Yeah. <laughs> or else you, you notice like uh, their, their 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 radio station must be from that white school, and then they get excited. Oh, when, yeah. the, when the white teams do something, but then when the native teams do something, they just kind of uh, Bueller, 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 Bueller. I like the NFHS. I I think it's a good investment, but it also, I think one of my gripes about it is like the skipping. Yeah, yeah, it does skip. I'm or else, you know what? Like what bothers me too is like, like buffering, like in between, uh, like halftime when they're doing their layup lines and stuff. Yeah. Then whoever does the camera just keeps going back and forth, just like that. And man, it makes you like maybe nauseous. Oh, you got like watch. motion sickness. Yeah, like man, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it's it's all right. Yeah, but it does skip though. Like it'll pause. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't it, matter if you're hardwired in or Wi-Fi. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Yeah, I know. A couple of years ago, when um, Harden and remember um, Central, when the two Hugs boys were on there. Yeah. Like that whole state tournament, I watched it on that NFHS. But I canceled my subscription right as soon as the tournament was over. But it was it was good. Like I didn't experience any of that. But there's probably probably broadcasting more games. And during the Lodgegrass and Lame Deer, it skipped like it it buffered for me. Like during the third quarter, mm. I watched the whole thing. It was all right. But like it wasn't until like two minutes left in the third quarter that it kind of came back. Was it was it me or do you did you find that court kind of or that that uh I think it's kind of like that was uh, kind of weird huh non color kind of like the Brooklyn that Nets black, court that black and yeah. white yeah was it yeah it's black, yeah, like and, black white. and white black and, and, and gray oh okay and then I don't know like did you see the middle of their court was green like they should just went with the whole black black and white theme huh well oh, it's yeah, great but it made it yeah. look like like it was in black and white like you know like if you watch non color TV but oh, then. Okay. But then the players were in color. It was weird. Players man. were brown. Yeah, the players were <laughs> real brown. <clears throat> I know that course is like weird anyway. You were a large grass fan. Because remember when you walk in to that school, it's like level, <laughs> ground level, and you get to the gym and it's like down. I knew you were a large grass fan. <laughs> I got some relatives. <laughs> got some relatives over there. Oh, what? That gym is down? <clears throat> yeah, it's like in the earth, isn't it? Oh, at uh, Coast Trip? Yeah. I haven't been there in a long time. It kind of is, though, isn't it? I've, you I've played there? there? No, I've, I haven't played there. Not the new one? Not the new one. Mm. Mm. It's like, like, I just uh, hope they change the venue, man. 
Yeah. Coachship is like small, bro. Like I know. Don't even got a hotel. You hosting? Do they got a hotel? Yeah, they got hotels because I remember we stayed there when I was in high school at Bowling Central for Divisionals track. We were, it was at Coast Trip and we stayed in a hotel. Hotel kinda Six, kind of ghetto. Learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah, there's there's like people partying underneath us in the <laughs> room. I started dramaing out in the middle of the night, and cops came and everything. No, my Bashti like teammates were all scared. <laughs> I was just looking out the window all nosy. It's a normal night <laughs> on the res. Yeah. <laughs> it's an everyday thing, baby. Anyway, so should we play a little game here before we get going into our interview with Mr. Falls Dam? Yes, sir. All right. Well, so we're going to do the story game. We're going to go around the horn. We're going to pick a topic and each say a phrase. One sentence at least. Wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's the topic? <clears throat> Give me a topic. 69, dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> Remember on Bill and Ted? Rebuke the lust. He goes, if you're us from the future, what number <clears throat> are we thinking of? 69, dude. <laughs> I haven't watched that in a while. It's I've a classic. Played. It's a classic. Did you watch a new one? Mm. Nope. And I guess it, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. So, Bill and Ted, that's the topic. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, time travel? Then? San Dimas. What's San Dimas? That's where they're from, remember? Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think that's an actual town. <laughs> right, it's right next to Rancho Cucamongo. Or however you say that. Yeah, Rancho Cucamongo. Yeah, it is. A, next I Friday. Mean, yeah, it is. In San Gabriel Valley. Oh, you looked it up that quick? Yes, sir. Huh. Uh, 5G, baby. 5G? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now a plane just crashed because you looked it up. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So here we go. We're going to go with time travel. Um, you want to you start? You always start us up. <laughs> One time in negative 27 degree weather. <laughs> he said none, none. He, he opted out Okay okay One time in negative 27 degree weather I saw a bright Glowing light So I went towards it And I didn't know what it was <laughs> And I really peeked in <laughs> <laughs> Man, I always have to fight my first instinct. I'm sorry. Okay, focus. <clears throat> and then I saw the future. But then it took me back to the TP days. And I forgot the flux capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to build one out of bone marrow and eagle wings. And gum and tinfoil. <laughs> oh, where did you get this? <laughs> Where'd you get that in the TV days? <laughs> I had some in my pocket. <laughs> I had. I just came from a feed. <laughs> 
And that's why Indians use tinfoil today. <laughs> so the moral of the story is always carry tinfoil. I got it from my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> Our ancestors invented it, but they didn't get credit. <laughs> they had a Walmart. <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> That's That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. I think we go another round. Another round. You gonna jump in on this one? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do? Topic. Topic. Pick a topic. I'll pick the last one. Traffic. Traffic. All right, let's go traffic. with traffic then. All right, there you go. Go ahead. That one song, remember on Malibu's one song? Traffic, traffic. <laughs> I don't remember. Sorry. What does he say? <laughs> I don't remember One day When the roads were icy I was driving down 27th Speed limit was 35 And the guy in front of me was doing 19 So I pulled up beside him And I rolled down my window I said Hey Don't you know anything And he looked at me real mean <laughs> so I rolled my window back up <laughs> And then I cussed him out <laughs> And I flipped him off In my own head Then I really swore at him. <laughs> oh, boy, that's good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Give me the uh, Lulu's and the horse. The Lulu's and the horse. The claps. Couldn't even tell them apart. <laughs> Couldn't even tell them apart. Oh. Don't talk about auntie like that. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I couldn't even tell them apart. Sorry, yeah. auntie. I love your Lulus. Love your Lulus, auntie. Don't sound like a horse. Don't sound like a horse to me anymore. Aho. All right, then, well, let's get into the main portion of our episode this evening. Uh, DJ, why don't you hit me with that beat? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Are you saying I'm a joke? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> all right, we're getting into the main portion here. Um, we got Mr. Falls down. He's going to be on the hot seat. And I'll turn the mic over to your favorite Indian, all the way from Fort B. Oh, um. <laughs> It threw threw me off there. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for coming in today, man. It's an honor to have you. Um, 
I just got to say that it it takes a lot. I know it takes a lot to come in here and kind of put yourself out there. So we appreciate you being here. Yeah, and, it's uh, uh, it's really an honor, honor for me. You know, like I've never expected anything like this, and uh, it's it's really a, an ex, uh, experience that I should should have done a long time ago. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't my time, you know. And now it's my time. And yes, sir. Very honored to be here. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so. Um, I mean, we'll just jump right into it. Um, if you want to, I like me. I always, you know, say we'll we'll start from the beginning. You know, where are you from? You know, tell us about where you're from, your family, when you were exposed to drugs and alcohol, and when you started using. Yeah, um, I was born and raised in Lodgegrass. Uh, my parents are Ronald and Georgine Falls down senior. Uh. It was a pretty good childhood, you know, like mm. there was no alcohol. There yeah. was uh, a lot of teaching, a lot of, you know, wise, wise things. My dad was, he was a pretty good guy and well respected, you know, in the community and throughout the core reservation. Yeah. And um, just a lot of good teachings when I was growing up and my, I've been ignorant, you know, like, because I was pretty much, uh, I was I was the only boy, so they did everything for me, you know, and just kind of got to that, that, I don't know what what you would call it, but uh, anyways, I got exposed to alcohol about 13 years old. Mm -hmm. I started drinking, and I was in eighth grade. I was I was graduating eighth grade, and we, we got a, a, we got a couple of uh, 40s of OE. The yeah. old school, the old school, <clears throat> the yeah. glass, yeah, yeah, glass bottle, glass bottle, and we was we was drinking that, you know, cruising around, and we felt like we were, uh, I don't know, we we th we felt like we were it, you know, just yeah. cruising, cruising around, large grass, you know, doing the figure eights and all this and that, and and uh, we had we had buyers, we had, you know, we, it was it was it was really easy to get, you know, because my my parents and a couple of my brothers were uh, were basketball players, so. You know, you get that special kind of treatment. Mm. And I started smoking weed when I was 13, too. And it just carried on, you know. I just carried on into high school. I didn't really, you know, I played basketball and pretty, uh, I was okay. But if I put in the work, I would have, I would, you know. And mm -hmm. that's the difference, you know. Like, it, it, uh, it's a um, kind of um, regret not putting in the work, you know, because all I wanted to do was cruise around and smoke weed and hang around with the girls, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so that's, that's how it was all my high school life. And it was, it was a bit of a struggle. It was, well, when I think about it now, I should have been in the gym, you know, because I could still play ball today. So it's pretty, you know, like, man, um, I'm pretty, there's that talent, you know, there's that, I had, I had potential, I had um, a lot of potential, and I just kind of threw it away. So, mm. but um, it's kind of heartbreaking, you know what I mean? When you when you come to realize, and you sober up, and you think about think back about your high school life and stuff like that, and it's uh, mm. the woulda, shoulda, coulda, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and but it's uh, this uh, about I got a, I got a I got a job in two thousand one. At the casino in Crow, and uh, I got exposed to meth. I, I hated, I hated. Uh, back then, when I was in junior high and high, uh, high school, it was a uh, crank. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I hated it because my, you know, my 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 uh, 
relatives and close relatives and friends and family were were uh, using mm-hmm. and running around and just you know running amok. And I, I seen it. And I, I hated it. Man, you know, I I didn't. And I got exposed to it when I was when I was uh, we won SEAC that time. It was, it was eighth grade. Yeah, we won SEAC and they're trying to celebrate. You know, smoke some weed and trying to act cool and. There was some big dogs, and we kicked. We came to their house, and you know they were, they had crank in their <laughs> tin foil. <laughs> they were smoking a lot of tin foil, and they wanted me to try it, and I didn't do it. I, I was you know kind of pushed it away, and then I I hated it. You know I didn't I I really didn't uh, appreciate being around it and whatever you know, and, mm-hmm. and that carried on into I graduated, and then I went to. Uh, I worked at the casino, mm-hmm. and, that's, and then that's when the rocks came, the meth. Yeah. Mm. It was, it was, uh, I was walking around, and I was always busy, you know, and back then, we, um, oh, I, uh, I was a slot tech. They taught me how to fix the machines, you know, and like that old school, and so I run around and, you know, drinks and whatever. Anyways, I got exposed to meth, and I took a line, and then, man, that was it, you know. Just, mm. And we always, but we always partied. And man, I wrecked, I wrecked my truck. You know, my favorite truck in two thousand three. Me and me and my brother. And man, we could, we could have lost our lives. I got, I got help flight from uh, uh, Reno, mm. Reno Creek Road, right there, right at the bridge. Yeah, that's where we wrecked. And uh, anyways, I got help flight to to Billings that I didn't even know. I didn't. I've been, I've been in a helicopter and I didn't even know. You know, so Dang. just different things like that. You know, it's, it's uh. Carried me on through to about 2008. I went to uh, Salish Kootenai. Went to college. I was doing good. You know, I had a family. Got married. Uh, took my kids up there. We went to school. We were doing good. And then there was weed again. You know, there was, then we started smoking weed again. Started drinking again. And we came home. I, I didn't graduate, but my... Uh, my ex-wife graduated, you know, and we, we came home and I started working for AML and then it, it got it got bad. Holy cow, it got bad. I mean, you know, my use was wasn't good, <clears throat> and I was neglecting my my kids, you know. <clears throat> but yeah. when all this started, it was in two thousand. I was graduating high school, and my my uh, baby sister passed away through. Um, uh, kidney disease. And she was in eighth grade, and we were supposed to graduate the same year, you know. And we we're gonna make it big, and we we're gonna do this, and we we're gonna do that. She was my best friend. She knew everything about me, mm. and I did hard, you know. That that uh, really kind of threw me off. I started mm. drinking. I was I didn't grieve properly. Yeah, I didn't have the tools, you know, yeah. to grieve properly. And that's kind of how it is on the reservation. It's sad, but you know, it's 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 it, it is what it is. It uh um. And that, and then in two thousand, a couple of years down the road, uh, we had a tragic. We lost my my older sister. <clears throat> she got, you know, she really tragic. You know, and I keep that part up, but yeah, she was she was like a, the second mom to me. She, you know, she took care of us. She washed her clothes and everything. It uh, that, you know, I didn't grieve properly on those things, and I just kept going. And, <coughs> and then my my adopted brother passed away like nine months later, you know, mm. due to alcoholism. I mean, 
got in a car wreck, and that's the way I was too. And you know, right away, like boom, 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 three, three people in six years when I was that was closest to them, to you know, and then that, it did something to me mentally. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it was, it was. So I pushed everybody away. I pushed my wife away, my kids, my dad, my mom. You know, I just I pushed everybody away. I didn't want them to get close because, like, I felt like if I got close to them, I was gonna lose them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that that mental aspect of that was, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was dealing with depression and anxiety and mm. all these different things. You know, fear, like yeah. you said. You know, like I let fear lead my life for a long time. Yeah. Then, mm-hmm. then. Uh, fast forward to 2014 when I lost my dad, you know. Uh, he taught me everything, you know, about crow fair, hand games, arrows. He was, you know, he was, my dad was, my dad was the dude, man. Yeah. You know, especially in the arrow field. And <clears throat> so I felt like I had big, big shoes to fill, you know, and I was over there smoking weed still and doing meth and he carried, <coughs> he carried himself like, you know, like, like a crow man should, you know, mm-hmm. and. I didn't, I was ignorant. I was, you know, I was, I let, I put uh, everything for, you know, being being a man about things. And it's, it's tough, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow right now. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. like, and he's, you know, he won 15 championships in a row in the aero field, and I don't even have one. Yeah. And that's, that's heartbreaking, you know, because. I mean, I'm all right, you know. I'm, uh, I'm I'm pretty average, but so just to not not to live up to those expectations is kind of rough. But it's uh, right now that's what pushes me to be better yeah. as as a person, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I lost him, it was man, it was I I didn't grieve right. I didn't go I didn't go to Crowfur for five years because that's what he was uh, that's what he was about, you know. We yeah. we help different camps <coughs> and. and we didn't ask for anything in return, you know. We put up TPs and whatever, and mm. it was a pretty good experience. And then I didn't, I didn't go back to 2019. I went up and put up, put up my mom's TP, and then that's when you know things started kind of happening. But uh, man, in, in recovery, like uh, like being uh, incarcerated didn't help me, you know. Tribal jails, in and out of tribal jails, doing fourteen days, thirty-four days, forty-four days, whatever, you know. It didn't help me, and I just get out and go right back to it, you know. I had a truck, I had a house. My dad gave me his house, and that's all we did was, you know, all we did was drugs and party, and you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good because that's my dad's house, you know. I got a. You know, like the way he raised me and stuff was, was like, I don't know, I was so ignorant, man. And today it it, it breaks my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, so everything he's been teaching me, like fast forward to now, you know, ten almost coming up on ten months. Today I got two hundred ninety nine days clean and sober. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Eh? <laughs> the next <one. laughs> That's awesome. Man. I couldn't I could tell him apart. <laughs> oh yeah, so 
Um, fast forward, you know, to, to today, like, so I, I ended up in federal prison, and then my dad would, you know, we would see people around, go fair, whatever, and he would say, you know, just certain individuals would be like, they, they came from prison, you know, and they're tough guys, and they're, you know what I mean? So, mm. like, I was just a res kid, you know, trying to make, you know, and uh, I was just like, man, you know, like, Looking at him, kind of intimidated look, you know, and whatever, and never thought I'd ever make it, you know, in a million years. I never thought I'd make it to federal prison, and I, I made it. And holy cows, man, that's what, you know. And then my dad was gone, and mm-hmm. I didn't. That was my, that was my dude. You know, he's my best friend. He was, he knew everything about me. He's my hero. Everything, you know. Yeah. Like, yep. And uh, it was, uh, it was tough. It was tough when he, when you know, we knew he was gonna go, but we just, you know. So like uh, today, like, I is it cool if I speak a little bit or what? Yeah, here. go for it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of already did. <laughs> so like, man, he so that's what he taught me. You know what I mean? Like, he taught me how to speak crow. He taught me how to make arrows and this and that. You know, and and then the bottom line was Omnila do to the best of your ability. Every you know, and right today I, I carry that with me, you know, mm. in, in sobriety, um, whatever you know, at my job, um, uh, I got this new assistant manager, and it's kind of it's all this thing is all these things are coming at me. Even this, I was like, what, do I, you know, what do I do? What do I do? You know, and I was <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah. but I kind of had to catch the flow. But um, but I'm really honored to be here, you know, and share share my story a little bit because uh. My dad is the one who really, you know, pushed me. Mm. And when I when I'm at work, you know, if you do it like this, it'd be better. And I could hear his voice yeah. every now and then, you know, and yeah. so I know he's with me. So um that's what really pushes me, you know. And so like going back to like being incarcerated, that never did nothing for me, you know. I went to did eighteen months in prison and got out and went good there, you know. I had my own place, I had a job. Um and COVID hit, and there yeah. was no, there was no POs, there was no, there's no fed POs out, there was no UAs, nothing. So it's just like lawless, you know what I mean? Mm. And then I got exposed to, you know, I had to do is go outside and smoke a cigarette on, on the south side on 28th, in between mm. second and third, and smoke a cigarette, and someone would come by, I want to smoke, want to go get a bottle, yeah, you know, yeah, and it would go from there, I'd just go, just go, and I'd still go to work, and you know, and. Going, it hit me, and I got a DUI, and went back to jail for about seven months, and then uh, did a lot of you know uh, soul searching, and and I got in tune with with God. You know, I was reading the Bible, and I was doing this, and I was doing that, and I was taking notes, and I was like, man, this time, this time, you know, got out, went right back to it. You know, I she um, we went to my revocation hearing, and she gave me time to serve, and I got out. January 13th, I got out in 2021, and I went right back to it. You know, we 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 went and ran around and did this and did that, and it was it was bad, you know. And yeah. and I went to treatment on 28th of January. Mm. So within that two weeks, I did so much, you know, like just a lot of, you know, a lot of bad. It wasn't good, um, but. Um, went to treatment, and I went to treatment, and 
I got all these tools, you know, like I, I did this and I did that. And I was like, man, your addiction's out there doing push-ups right now. And, yeah. you know, I was doing, I was, you know, like my, like I said, my dad was telling me, you know, you do your best on anything you do. And that, that's what I was doing without realizing it. <coughs> and then uh, I got out on April 5th. I did 64 days. Got out on April 5th. And my PO got me a motel, you know, at uh, Pritchard Court. And yeah. I was like, man, you, you know, I was like, you you, <laughs> you set me up for failure, you know. <laughs> uh. But on the 9th, man, I was already drinking. On the 10th, I was I was already using. That was, you know, all of us know that was per cap day. Oh, yeah. 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 April. Yeah. I bought a 20 right off the bat, you know. I was like, I just got out of treatment. I'm like, you know, but... That's what my addicted brain was like. You know, you can do this. You can pass the UA. You can, you know, you can do yeah. this. You can do that. And when I went to see my PO, that on the fifth, no, on the ninth, when I seen, went and seen him, I was drunk. I mean, I was kind of buzzed up. You know what I mean? I had my mask on and I was chewing gum. And he was like, "You just got to sign this," and you know. And I signed it and I just headed out. You know. And he was just like, "Let me go." So I was like, "Yeah, I can pass the UA in a couple of days." You know. That's the that's the addic- the, the addict brain talking. You know. And, yeah. Uh, so, felt, you know, was running around casinos, you know, and by like the 11th, dope man moved in next door at a pitch court. And then I was just, I, I didn't have a job, so I was just, you know, doing deliveries and doing this and doing that, you know, and just doing all bad stuff. And uh, and so I felt three ways right off the bat, boom. And that's when uh, my PO was like, uh, I'm gonna put you in a sober living house, and then you know, and I said, which one? Right after bed, I was like, which one? And he said, Ignatia House. And when I was in treatment, I heard nothing but bad things about you know, and so I was like, believing them, and not even willing to try it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just take me to prison, man. I said, I'm familiar with that, you know, and I'm, because I didn't, I didn't want that structure. I didn't want yeah. that. I felt, I felt like it was like massive structure, you know. Yeah. So he said, "Give me two weeks. Give me two weeks in the sober living house." And I said, "All right, then." So I tried to try two weeks, and you know, I'm um, going to AA, and then going to AA, and you know, finally, just on a daily. At first, I just went for the signatures, you know, because we, yeah. we have a slip and whatever, and I was just going for the signatures. I'd sit in the back, drink coffee, and be on my phone, and you know. Something hit, man, and, like, in between all that, you know, from, like, um, I got moved into sober living on May 2nd, and by, like, June, it was, it was, it was coming, you know, like, heard something, they said, AA stands for attitude adjustment, mm. and just, boom, right there, it's like, thought of my parents, you know, because my mom and my dad, they raised me, so, you know, my mom was Christian, and my dad was more of a cultural, you know, so, we go to sweats, and my mom would go to church, and, they support each other, and I was like, what's the difference, you know, I'm telling, asking my mom, and my mom was like, we pray to the same God, so I was like, all right, then, you know, so, um, so, like, all that started coming into play, you know, like, what my what my parents taught me, like, it was starting to, like, click, you know, like, mm. this is how you live, this is what you do, this is how, you know, and they were just <coughs> guiding me, they were guiding me, and then I went to retreat, and... 
the Ignatia House retreat in August, last part of August, and I had a really spiritual experience, you know what I mean? Like, it was, because we were in the mountains, you know, it was on the other side of Big Timber. It's called Camp on a Bowler, and mm-hmm. like a million dollar, you know, like uh, some uh, cabins and stuff, and they had yeah. different kinds of things, <clears throat> basketball courts, and they had a swimming hole, and axe throwing, and falf, and all kinds of stuff, and... But uh, I really had a spiritual experience. And hey, uh, when I when I got there, they asked me to do a skit. Yeah. And bro, I don't do skits, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, not even in high school, not, you know. Yeah. But I was just trying to do solid for for an AA person, you know. I was like, all right, because that's what I was. That's when I was learning, you know. I was, I was yeah. coming into AA, and so like, um, just trying to do solid. So I did it, you know, and they had their they had the rehearsal and I was, you know, I went for a drive and everything, and it was it was crazy. But uh, went went got in there and did it, and hey, yeah, my my uh, my character was his name was Ivan Doolittle, <laughs> and he was uh, he was uh, I don't know, it was kind of some kind of AA, but uh, he had a shark bite half his ass cheek off, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so uh, <laughs> so I walked in there, and then you know, like this, this happened years ago, you know, or whatever. Like he, like he fell into a an aquarium, and then a shark came and bit his ass, and whatever. And <laughs> anyway, so that was my, that was my uh, character. That was my character, and I walked in there, but but two thirds of the two thirds of the skit, and then they're like, "All right, it's your turn. Come on." So I walked up there. I had my had my paper in my hand because I didn't even rehearse. You know what I mean? I was gone, so they're like, "All right." Come in now. And then I walked in there and I started, you know, pimp limping, you know. Yeah, that's the acting cool. <laughs> but uh, did, did the whole skin, you know, and I was up there shaking, man. It's like, you know, and looked at some of the bosses in there, like, you know, don't F this up, man. You know, like, that's how they were looking at me, you know, because I looked in the crowd and I was shaking. My paper was literally shaking in my hand. But, hey, I had the, I had the time of my life, you know. Like, yeah. it was, I finally let go. I finally let go of everything, you know. I was dealing with depression, anxiety, fear, you know. Mm. I let all that, le- and I didn't even know. I didn't even know, man. And so that's what AA taught me, you know, and just keep, just keep coming, just keep going, just keep, you know. Mm-hmm. And got back and uh, bought a daze. God, he's uh, uh, got a great sense of humor, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. I had a Monte Carlo. Bought it from Randash and whatever, you know, and paid. Anyway, so uh, at the time I was doing, you know, meditation. I walk around the block and just praying for different things, you know. And uh, I was asking for a financial breakthrough. I was still early on, you know what I mean? I was still early on. So I was asking for a financial breakthrough. And that Monday we got back, I went to work and I parked in the parking lot where I work. And it's right there, right, right downtown by Tyrama and uh, here comes the car, huh? Just uh, trying to avoid a crash, trying to avoid a crash and hit a hit, hit the curb and went airborne. Must have went airborne, hit my car, huh? Ooh, oh, totaled it. <laughs> it, and I owed four thousand, and I had food coverage, you know, because I was I was financing or they financed me, so yeah. I had food coverage and they uh they covered five. Dang. They covered five, so you know, covered the car. I, I lost out on the car, but and then you know, like 
I had to pay the deductible for me, so they took it out of that and whatever. But see, the funny part was, uh, I was asking for that financial breakthrough, and God was like, "All right, here you go. This is your financial breakthrough." You know, yeah. so it was like six hundred a month. Like, Dang. The, like the car was like three twenty a month, and then the insurance was like two two ninety six. So it was like six hundred yeah. a month. You know, Dang. and then. Lost the car, lost out on the car, whatever. But then I went and got my truck and I brought it, and you know, so I got liability because I owned a truck. It's paid off, and I just needed a few things to work on, anyways. Uh, so that was my financial breakthrough, you know. He's like, because I love my car, you know what yeah. I mean. I was, I was like, that was my, I was, you know, that was yeah. my baby. Yeah. And I got totaled, and but I shook it off, you know, because by the dear God gave us the ability, you know, to uh, to choose. Mm. So I choose. I chose not to freak out and whatever because the old me would have freaked out and just, oh yeah. You know, the, and then he gave us the ability to be resilient, yeah. you know, resiliency, bounce back from anything. <clears throat> so I got my truck and got liability and whatever and eighty dollars a month, you know. So that that's the difference. Yeah. And that's when I knew my God was had a great sense of humor. You know, he's like. <laughs> Here you go, you know, here's your financial breakthrough, you know. Uh-huh. So I was like, man, I was going through all these different things, man, you know, just going in AA and one time too, I got a flat. Well, when I was in, when I was using in April, I got a flat and I opened my trunk and I, my spare was flat, my, my donut was flat. <laughs> 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 and uh, Chuck's, I caught about 15, 12 to 15 people that I was running around with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And for like two and a half hours, no, none of them showed up. Huh. I, it was cold, and I was just trying to go to a holiday and come right back to Pitcher Court. You know, that's I was just gonna go get a soda and you know yeah. whatever. And I called fifteen people. I, um, couple couple dudes came, and they're like, we, "You can park your car over there," you know. And I I drove on the I drove on the the rim. Anyways, I got the car over there safe, and I walked back. But in August, it happened again, and I was in AA this time, and I called three people, and they all showed up. Mm. And when the first one showed up, I got my tire, we threw it in, and those other two stayed with my car. Mm. That's when that's when it hit. That was night and day, you know, like 15 people, nobody showed up to three, and they all show up. Yeah. yeah. And that's that, you know what I mean? That's that camaraderie and that, you know, that yeah. unity and, you know, service work and, Things yeah. like that, and it started. It started to make sense, you know. It's just like boom, 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 you know. And running a solid program. I got a when I got back from the retreat. I got a sponsor, and um, he was my first sponsor because I never did a. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was my first sponsor. So, and then he just started. He just now started sponsoring too. So I was his first sponsee. Mm. So that was very spiritual. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like coming together and he'd always put me in check like my dad would you know yeah I was like this is the guy this is the guy you know and yeah. i was i was i was i was new to it so i was like just um just running with it i was just running with it and fast forward to now you know like um life's pretty good life's pretty good you know i'm i um the leader at, at work and then i'm I'm chairing meetings on Wednesday yeah. nights, you know, and that's pretty. That's pretty awesome, you know. I got to come up with a topic by like Sunday because if I don't, then you know what I mean. It's a challenge every day. It's a challenge, you know what I mean. And 
got these different things coming up, you know, and they asked me to be a, uh, um, an advisor for this committee and represent mm-hmm. the Native Americans, you know, and that's what AA has done for me, you know, is, is really spiritual and, you know, going to church and, you know, just being a productive member of society has brought me this far. And, you know, these, now I look at these, these, these new things like you guys inviting me and having me, I'm, I'm so honored, man. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's like, I, I don't know how to, I've never been here before, you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know how to act. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never been sober and I never did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to, but it comes natural after yeah. a while. Just, you know, you just kind of fit in and just see the sword. That's very spiritual too, because God gave us that ability to adapt. And right. you know what I mean? It, it's, it's man. So when, I don't know, that's a whole nother topic, but it's just, you know, it's amazing what you do the next right thing. And, you know, and you, you just, you, you do what God asks and you, you know, he's, he's talking to you. He's, he's in your mind. He's got a small, still voice, you know? Yeah. And so like, man, I try to be of service anywhere, you know, if, if a car's pulled over, whatever, I'll stop and I'll check on him. You need a phone, you need, you know, whatever you need. And I got a tow rope and you know what I mean? So yeah. I try to, try to be of service any way I can, you know, and I got guys that look up to me at the sober living. It's, uh, it's, re- it's really an honor, you know, like, you going to a meeting or, you know, you doing this and what, can you take me to Walmart and, you know, just different things like that. But I don't ask for anything, but it comes back in return, yeah. you know. So I don't even have to worry about anything these days. It's just, you know, all the blessings just keep pouring in and keep pouring in. And mm-hmm. and so today, man, I'm just, like, very grateful, you know. And just, I've, like I said, I've never been here before. I've never done this before. And it's uh, it's re- it's a challenge, but. Once an opportunity comes, I, I take it. You know, yeah. I'm like, let's yep. go then, let's go. You know, so that's that upbringing from my parents that they taught me. You know, and, and it's just not trying to click in. Like, it's just no, you know. But when that eight that they said AA stood for attitude adjustment, that's when boom. You know, it's just like really, you know. And I was like three months clean, you know, and just yeah. just not coming out of you know the. <clears throat> Whatever you, you you want to call that, but you know, today I got I'm coming up on ten months, and you know, just leadership rolls left and right. And yeah, yep. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing, man. And you know, having you guys like ask me to be here, and Randy was like, "You ready to go?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> kind of hesitated, hesitated, you know. I was like, really? "You know," I was like, "Yeah," you know. Yeah. But being, you know. Having that respect, you know, that respect factor, you know what I mean? And then coming here and taking part in smudge the streets, man, I was, man, I was getting, I don't know about y'all, but I was getting way really good vibes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kind of staying in the back, but you could smell that cedar and, you know, it was just getting blessed and I just felt it. And I was just like, man, the energy was just, you know, it was amazing, man. And so... Like, you guys got me, man. You know what I mean? Like, so let me know in the next one. I'll be here. You know, it's yeah. it's, uh, it's a good opportunity, you know, to be out there and talk to people. And then different things keep coming in, you know. Like, they want me to work for GIA and be a peer support and do that. And But I love what I do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I build tires at retreads. Yeah. I love what I do, man. And the pay is okay. You know, it's it could be better, but it's, we're just doing man stuff, you know. Just, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's pretty... Um, 
and I'm the leader there. So it's like, you know, they kind of look up to me and they ask me, what do you think we should do here or whatever? And so, like, I just don't, I'm kind of, uh, what do you call that? Um, like, uh, not just one dimensional, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, just, I don't, yeah, I just don't build, you know, I could do chambers and I could do you know, different things. And that's what God has blessed me with, you know, to, to be a quick learner and to, you know, to understand things. And the willingness is where it's at, you know what I mean? Even yeah. in sobriety, you know, because it takes courage, man, to walk into AA rooms, you know, let alone share and, you know what I mean? Like, share yeah. your experience, strength, and hope. Yeah. And so, man, like, without God, I don't even be where I'm at today. Yes, sir. You know, and so that smudging and, you know, I got to get back into going to sweat and, you know what I mean? That's what my dad taught me. So I kind of want to, you know, get into that too, you know, just kind of sacrifice my body and just, you know, prayers for the suffering alcoholics and the, you know, the suffering users. Mm -hmm. Just kind of pray for them, you know what I mean? Because I got family out there that's, you know, like running amok still. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? You know, that's played out. That's. You know what I mean? So, yes. like, today I'm just trying to lead by example and, you know, just, you know, do, um, do the right thing. Um, God has blessed me with, you know, the willingness and, like I said, the resilience, you know, bounce back from anything like, like my car. You know, I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't let it get to me, you know. I had to walk to and from work a couple of times, but, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a blessing to even walk to, you know, to walk to work because yeah. some people can't go to work or some people... Uh-huh can't walk you know what i mean so yeah all that started you know just playing in my mind playing in my mind i was like man well, how is this you know and so now i got people you know um where i'm coming from like you know being sober and always doing the right thing and you know being respectful you know because my that's what my parents taught me you know uh it's it's a funny story uh, my mom would always say <clears throat> Treat people how you want to be treated. And then my auntie on the side would be, she'll be like, uh, no, let's treat people how they treat you. And also there, <laughs> you know, there, it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, it's kind of a struggle, you know what I mean? Yeah. So growing up, but man, today life's pretty good, you know, like just, um, a lot of, a lot of good. And I look up to certain people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you guys are the ones. You know, I look up to Randy because, you know what I mean? He, Randy's younger than me, you know what I mean? So, like, to be able to look up to someone and admit that, you know what I mean? Like, because as, we, as we're, we're, we're brought up with, like, pride, to be prideful and to be, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. so anybody that's younger than you, you don't look up to them. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. how, how kind of the res is, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough growing up that way. But once you put all that away, you know, surrender, you surrender your life to God, you know, and you just have these different stepping stones and, you know, you look up to people, you know, like, and when I went to AA, man, they were just like welcoming me, you know, like, come back, you know, welcome, welcome. And they'd shake my hand, you know, they're showing me love. They're showing me mad love. And when I was out there in addiction, like, bro, I was, um, I wanted to be a part of something. Like, I wanted to be a part of this crew, or I wanted to be a part of this group. I wanted to be part of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it never ended well. Yeah. It, it never ended well. And when I got to AA, I started, like, being a part of something, you know, so I had to let friends go and walked into family. Yeah. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's when, you know, I knew 
that this is where I'm supposed to be. And that was, tribe. that was a very, very uh, humbling experience. And you know what I mean? Spiritual. And so I just kind of took, ran with it, you know, and these people were showing me love. And so I finally was a part of something and, and it was good. Yeah. You know, each time you made a different step, you know, you got your third month coin or your sixth month coin or and you got congratulating and everybody showed you love and you know what I mean? And yeah. And so like all the similarities of what they would share was like, they were telling my story. Yep. And I wasn't looking for the differences anymore. I was just, you know. Yep. And so that's what brought me here today. You know, like all these different opportunities. It's just amazing, man. So I just wanted to thank you guys, man, for having me. It's a blessing. It's an honor, you know. Yep. Yes. A whole mug, you know, yep. from, from the bottom of my heart, man. It's uh, So that's, that's the path I'm on, you know. This is my journey, man, yeah. and it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing, man. I can definitely appreciate that. Um, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for coming on the platform. And just like JC said, like, I know it's not easy, but this has got to be the easiest interview that we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> you answered all our questions when you like, didn't have to ask. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, it's, it's like, not like not like we have to, like, we're, like, we're pulling teeth, but with, a lot of times we really have to kind of coax it out of people. Yeah. And this time, man, we I think we all just kind of sat back and we're like, okay, let's let's go for this ride. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's and that's like what's willing. But like one thing that really stands out to me about your story is you went from somebody who wouldn't even try anything brand new. It's mm. like okay, like you you were, and just to kind of tell a story, it's like you were like the person that goes to a Chinese restaurant and asks for a cheeseburger yeah. because that's what you always get, yeah. right? Like no, no matter what restaurant you go yeah, to. Yeah, no, no, I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> that's a good analogy, right? Yeah. Like just somebody who always done things the way that you wanted to. But when you came to sobriety, you were like, man, you know what? I'm going to do something that I've never thought I've done. I would never do. First of all, I'm going to be sober. Mm. Yep. Not even really consciously making that decision, but being like, okay, you asked for two weeks, I'm going to give you two weeks. Right? Yeah, I was going to leave. I was going to leave. And then <laughs> it was like just that willingness, though, to step into something new and continually stepping into the new yep. because you have never been this way before, but understanding that every step that you take, God is with you has just opened up this brand new life for you. You know what I mean? And I can tell that, like, something is different with you now. I think I told you that when you first got out this last time. I'm like, there's something different now. Like, you know what I mean? Because you could see the light in your eyes like you're really living again. And, dude, I know that you mean business. But I would ask, like, if you could nail it down, like, what was it that made you decide, like, man, I don't care? Like, what made you decide, like, I'm going to chase this recovery with everything that I have? Because before I even ask that, it's like, I see you, you've always had the tools. Yeah. Mm. Like, your dad and your mom, like, just threw all these tools in there. Like, they have this big old freaking yeah. tool chest, right, that's been filled for decades but now you're just discovering the pleasure of playing with those tools. Yeah. Mm. 
And that's what it comes down to, you know. That's that's that now part, you know. Getting hitting on now is them teaching me to be, you know, because they're well respected in in the community and on the reservation, you know. Like they were doing, participating in different things, you know, like that crows do, yeah. you know, like crow fair. They have the, um, like the um, the crow fair weddings and things like that. You know, they were, yeah. they were doing that for different people and then they did that for me and I was so ignorant I you know that was a blessing yeah mm. but I didn't I didn't care I didn't see, you know what I mean yeah mm. and so making that amends to my parents I mean I can't do it to obviously I can't do it to my dad but he would want me to do it for my kids and for my mom yeah. you know, to, to to live live a sober life and you know what I mean? And lead by example. And so that's what pushes me. That's what one, that's what I want. That's when I knew I wanted to be sober. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's, you know, that's the focal point. That's, that's my yeah. foundation. That's awesome, man. And this thought just kind of came to me though, but maybe your dad was like, man, you know what? I gave him, I know he's going to be all right. You know what I mean? Like, he knew, like, you're his son, and he knows you better than anybody else. Like, with me, I know, like, I'm like that with my daughter. I'm like, okay, like, I'm her dad. Like, this is, like, what I can pour into her. Mm. And then when I least expect it, she kind of surprises me. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe that's, like, maybe some words of comfort for you. Like, because I know your dad was, like, your best friend. Like, you're his spitting image, right? Like, you're his protege. But maybe... Back in 2014, he was fully confident and trusted the Lord. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I taught him everything I can. I and I know that one day he's gonna be who you are today. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. because like he did it. He did the work, and right now, like you're doing the work. And your mom's like the the big blessing, bro. Like your mom's able to witness that. Yeah. Like everything that she's ever prayed for, everything that she's ever labored for. Mm. You know, yeah. and everything that your dad's done and she's witnessed to see you walking in that, man, I bet they're so proud. I bet your mother is proud of you. Yeah. Dude, and that's awesome. Yeah, and she would always say, too, you know, seven's the number. and Because, and, and, you know, she's a Christian and she, yeah. she does the ministry and everything. And she would talk about, you know, seven years I was on my knees, you know, for my son. So, mm. you know, <laughs> and, you know, this is the seventh year, you know, and she... She she was telling me the other day, and I talk on I talk with her on a daily, you know. And we have our struggles, but the struggles we go through are make us. That's what that's what makes us who we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we 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 can either overcome it or we can um have a pity party and just you know what I mean? Yeah. But man, that's that's what that's what AA taught me. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's like the main thing because like I said, you know, um incarceration didn't incarceration didn't do it for me, you know. Incarceritos. (laughs) 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 But uh uh that, you know and treatment didn't do it for me. Yeah. But treatment through that you know, because I was drowning, right? Yeah. And See, there's a lifeboat, and that's where AA is, you know. That's that's how I look at it. And so treatment through that, 
that little floating, safe, that safe ring, you know, yeah. that little floating. Yeah. And so it brought me back. And then I went back out. But mm. once I hit AA, you know what I mean? Got a sponsor, started working the steps. And and it's just, you know, it's it's amazing, man. Like, you know, I got people that I can call, you know, and just one, just one lady, um, she's at the West End. And I told her it was my eighth month. Uh, you know, I was, I was coming up on eight, eight months and she said, what day? And I told her, and that day she came with a, she came, she was like, I got some for you. She came with a loaf of, <laughs> loaf of uh, banana bread. Oh, man. Nice. I was like, man, you know what I mean? Like just different little, just those it's small things in life. Yeah, and, for you sure. Know, in the world, sure. and in the world that just make mean the most, you know what I mean? Appreciate. So, and so I had to come back down to earth, you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> grow, growing up, like being a baller and algae and this yeah. and that, you know, like you're treated like royalty, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's crazy. But um, these days, you know, like because I was used to getting what I wanted and having what I wanted. Mm. Yeah. I mean, but when I got out of prison, it was just, it was like God just like here, you yeah. know, like, like I was used to, you know, just whatever, yeah. you know. Partying, you know, drugging, yeah. doing all these crazy things, you know, and just whatever. Yeah. And these days it's a struggle. I'm just like, all right, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's 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 not my wants, but it's my needs. Yeah. And he has provided everything. Yeah. So that's why I'm sitting here today, you know what I mean? It's it's truly a blessing, man, and it's 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 really awesome experience right now. Yeah, no, that's a really powerful story. And I was just sitting here like just kind of envisioning everything you're saying. I could see it. You know? <laughs> right. Had me um, captivated. Uh, a couple of things that you said that I really liked, you know, the things about the attitude. Um, it's kind of cool that you brought that up because I read something today. It said um, life is 10% of things happening to us and 90% of how we react to it. And um, it said we are in charge of our attitudes. And I was just like, whoa. I've been thinking about that all day since this morning. I read it this morning. Then you brought it up tonight, you know, yeah. that attitude, yeah. attitude adjustment. And I had me thinking about that. I was like, okay, man, that's, that's pretty good because I can, I'm in charge of my attitude. I'm in charge of my own actions. And that was like one of the things that really um, helped me out early on. Like when they told me, like outside of this person right here, Josiah, I'm in control of nothing. Like I'm in control of my actions, my own actions, and that's it. That was liberating for me because like, the way we think we want to control everything and control how people act and how they react. You should be laughing. You know, I said something funny, you know, you know, stuff like that. Like how we think it's all messed up and jacked up like that. Um, so yeah, I I thought that was, that was like confirmation that that's what I need to start, you know, work focusing on myself, you know, cause like I read it this morning and you brought it up tonight, that attitude, attitude adjustment. And then the other thing that you said, um, Actually, the other thing that I wanted to say was like that, like today, um, what is it, like how many meetings do you go to a week, like how often do you check in with your sponsor, like how does that look like on a weekly? Um, On a weekly, it's probably about nine to ten meetings. Right on. Because I, I have a disease, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. And it's alcoholism and like that. So I go to a meeting. And my sponsor is usually there, you know, like, yeah. so like probably five times out of nine or 10, he's usually there. Yeah. But we meet up on Thursdays. 
Mm-hmm. We had a meeting tonight, but I had to, you know, I had to reschedule. Yeah, I had to reschedule. Should have brought him. No, uh, I should have brought him. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> but uh, so, like I said, I have a disease, man, and AA is my medication, you know. Mm. And I got so much things going on these days, like, and so I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, man, this is my me time, you know. I just get to sit there, relax, taking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking different people's um, aspects on their experience, strength, and hope. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what's pushing. And then I like to see, like, birthdays, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. People coming in 30 days and 60 days and things like that. Yeah. Like, that's what pushes me, you know what I mean? I'm glad to be there. I'm glad to, you know, and then I share. Yeah. I feel like if I don't share at a meeting, then I'm not running my program as, as solidly as I should, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I so, yeah, that. nine, nine, but. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's good because that, um, a lot of accountability, like you said, a lot of structure, transparency with your sponsor and probably with your sober living there as well. I mean that's that's all good stuff, and that's that's what we need. That's what we need. Absolutely, man. absolutely. Um, that other, oh, that was the other thing I just I remember that was that um, like you say, you went to meetings and you started hearing um people like telling your story, like how they think and how they act. Like, oh man, I do that same thing. Yeah, I I think that way. Yeah, I do that exact same thing. You know, <laughs> that yeah. that was like that was one huge thing for me too, man. Early on. Especially in that first year, walking the red road, like I was like, "Oh shoot, man! All these people get me. Like they don't know me, but they know me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that was powerful, man. And I think uh, I need to up my meetings <laughs> for real, man, because I need more of that. You know, more of that community. Um, been so busy, and my kids keep me busy now. So, yeah. but I need to make meetings a priority. That was one of my biggest takeaways from your talk tonight. So, uh, who? Anything else, guys? Plenty, plenty. Okay, you go for it. I got tons of stuff. Five minutes. <clears throat> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that that was great. Um, you know, there there's one thing that I that I I noticed right off the bat because I went to federal prison too, and you, I mean we we know how it is in there, bro. You know how, we know how the bros are in there. I mean, it's it's a, it's a survival, right? Yeah, it's a survival thing. But then when we come back, you know, uh, a lot of people have a tendency to carry that with them for the longest time. You know that that attitude and that that mindset and that whole you know, um, you know, you know, we see a lot of them come out and they're like, you know, I did this and I did that, and you know, you got to look, at, you know, I should be respected for that, you yeah. know, yeah. I did my time and you know all this and that, but. I, I don't I don't get that. I don't get that and I, and and you and I probably know more than a lot of other people unless you know they've been on the inside too what that looks like, what that sounds like and how it comes across cuz we can we recognize it, right? Yeah. But but I I don't, I don't get that from you. And 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 to me that's that's uh, I always talk about uh uh Chris Rock stand up. You know, I mentioned this before. One of his stand up uh routines, he says something like uh you know, a, a, man, a black man will get more respect coming out of prison than he will coming back from college. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and we we see that we see that in our communities. Like, man, these, yeah. these these young ones that are growing up and they're drinking, they're using, trying to you know, trying to wild out like that. And then they see people coming back from prison, and 
and they look up to them and you know like oh yeah how was it you know and it's almost like a rite of passage for some people yeah, it is yeah you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah. but, but but what you're doing what you're doing in the way you know the path that you're taking now that's the way we got to do it that's how we got to you know you say you know you wanted to lead by example and that's how you do it man he's like man i, I swallowed my pride uh, I, I humbled myself i asked for help I look to my higher power, you know, um, you know, and I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, yeah. doing things that, you know, you wouldn't, you say you wouldn't normally do like that skit, man. I love that story. <laughs> I love yeah. that story, bro. Because yeah. I mean, me, I'm, I'm batshit crazy anyway. So I, it's something <laughs> I would do. Right. Yeah. But I remember, uh, you know, when I, uh, when I was in state probation, I went to connections corrections. And one thing they had us do is they, they were going to have a lip sync contest. And, uh, so it was, um, the theme was British Invasion. And we, everybody did all these British bands or the, from England or whatever, and we did the Rolling Stones. Remember, mm. uh, what's his name was talking about it? Um, Jerry Mouse. When he, when he said, oh, oh, I thought you were... Uh, Mick Jagger? Mick Jagger. Oh. So, yeah, so so they played that, that Rolling Stones tune, and we all stood up there, and I think I had, like, a broomstick or whatever, and I was really actually, you know, singing along and dancing around, you know, acting like I was in a concert or whatever. You know, things like that. But, like, like you said, man, they're like... Phew, and it was fun. It was, yeah. I mean, it was a blast. But see, it's things like that, you know. I think the first word that came comes to mind is humility, mm. right? Like, you know, yeah. like I can, I can humble myself and I can put myself out there. Just coming on here, like for me, it was a struggle at first, you know. But I just, I just, just do it. Just let's, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Because you know, when we were talking, the, the three of us, you know, we all had that same idea. We all had that same desire. And we all kind of, you know, we speak, we speak the same language. Like, you know, like you say you come in here and you don't know how to act. Just be yourself. And that is, that's, that's perfect right there. That's, that's yeah. all it is. And so, man, I'm just, I'm just super proud of you. I'm super excited, you know, to see what, where you take this in the future. Mm-hmm. Because that, for me, that's one of the biggest things. Like, man, how can we get over <coughs> that, that those things that we go through, like, especially coming out of incarceration, um, how do we change the, the attitudes toward that? Cause I mean, if every, every, you know, like I had younger family members say, so how was it? How was yep. crime school? How was it? My first words, I said, don't go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't go, man. Cause first of all, we're native people, man. We weren't meant to be in a box. Yep. We weren't meant to be in a, in a cage. You know, we're a free people. We're, we're nomads. And so, you know, and then to change that sort of like, uh, don't look at me as some sort of, uh, you know, don't give me respect because of where I've been. Give me respect to what we're doing now, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing Absolutely. good things. Yeah. And uh, just one more thing, like like when I was listening to you talk, I always say, you know, we, we have to, I was told by psychologists that we have to be mindful of the language that we use, you know, because words are, our, our speech is articulated thought. That thought comes from somewhere. And, you know, like when you first said, oh, I made it to prison, that kind of almost implies like, all right, I made it, you know. So just, you know, I mean, just something to think about. But the one that really jumped out at me was, you know, you kept saying, oh, I was ignorant. I was ignorant. My dad was teaching me all these things, but I was ignorant. And ignorant, that word, without getting too, you know, wordy on it, it just means you don't know. But I know for a fact, just by listening to you, I bet you if I said, "Can can you show me how to make some arrows, you would know how to do it. So I don't think it's that you didn't know you weren't ignorant. It's just that we were closed off Yeah. because I did the same thing. 
I was taught, you know, a lot of traditional things, a lot of spiritual things uh, by my elders, and and I, ju- I, I pushed it away. I closed myself off. But we still carry that knowledge with us today. And, you know, and and you you have the opportunity to to um what's the word i'm looking for like to to pass it on yeah. like to keep those things alive yeah. to all the people that come up to you and cuz cuz i i guarantee you right now there's somebody listening and they're saying that guy is my inspiration that guy right is right that on. guy is somebody i want to emulate maybe they've been through you know some of the same things that we've been through yeah. and you know they're thinking well i can't make it because I'm a felon, or I can't make it because I'm an alcoholic. I can't make it because I was a meth head. I can't make it, you know, because I, you know, whatever. But they listen to you, and they hear your words, and they say, man, that guy's doing it. Yeah. So I can do it, too. And I just want to say how proud and honored I am to have you have, have you here with us oh, tonight. Oh, yep. Because it's, it's a powerful thing. Oh, God. <laughs> power. Power, wonder-working power in the blood. In the blood. Of the Lamb. Of the Lamb. It's best best just to let him go. It'll play itself out. (laughs) That's a running joke. Uh, Not joke, but that's a running Running, uh, every song. time you use that word, yeah, power. Yeah, every time I say we word power, and then they yeah. bust into the song, so that's what I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad, bro. But yeah, it's it is, it's a really powerful thing to have you here, and you know, you're always welcome <laughs> back. That seat is always open for you, yeah. and never mind these clowns, it is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, power? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, like, so, like, what you said, you know, coming out of prison, um. People were looking at me different, you know? Yeah. And mm. growing up on a reservation, because that's federal land. And so we're already at a disadvantage, mm. you know? So, man, it's, 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 uh, it is what it is. It, uh, like, so I came out and I was like, yeah, what's up, you know? Yeah. But I was trying, I was, I was playing that role. Yeah. But that's when, uh, things started, you know, like, just, I don't know, here and there, kind of came through what my dad always said. Mm. Meaning, you know, our words are sacred. Yeah. So, like, you know, you you say, you know, say for for example, there's a child, and you say, "Oh, that's a bad kid. He's a bad kid. He's, you know, he's gonna end up a bad kid." Yep. You know what I mean? So, we got to speak life into our youth. Mm-hmm. You know yep. what I mean? So, like, so I had to take all that back. You know what I mean? All that, and I had, like you said, I had to swallow my pride. Mm-hmm. Mm. Coming from prison now, and I mean, that's not. That's not cool no more. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not. That's really not cool no more. It's like the real, you know, like just set an example, and you know, because like, like I said, it's a disadvantage on the res. You know, there's just like alcoholism and drugs, and just you know, and these drug dealers they they feed off that. And yeah. They come to the res and they just you know they just try to take over. Yeah. And that's that's not cool, man. And you know, there's shootings and whatever. You know, and people our people are dying, man. And Yep. So we just got to set an example, you know, set our foot down and enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You yep. know what I mean? So yep. that present mentality kind of stuck with me for a little bit, but I had to let it go because that's not me. Yeah. Because yeah. Yep. I, I did what I had to do in there, but that's, I don't talk about that. I don't bring that up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't, when I talk to somebody, like, yeah, I did my time, but that's it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I can be like, oh, I did this and I did this and I did, you know? And mm-hmm. I have for a while. I, I did. Yep. But now it's like, 
I had to put that aside and, you know, just feed off of what, what opportunities are ahead, you know, and mm-hmm. just doing the right thing and whatever is just like, so yeah, I mean, you know, I look at, I look at my mirror and when I, when I get up, brushing my teeth and stuff, I'm like, you're a badass, <laughs> you're a badass, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> my dad, you know, like that, you know, like speaking life into myself, yeah, 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 yeah our for words, sure, for our sure. words are sacred, you know, yep. so. I mean, every day I'm just like, you're badass. You're bad, you know? Yeah. And, and then I'll start my day. Yeah. And, and what I like to think, too, is, you know, just by, you know, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we carry ourselves and the things that we're doing today, the positive things, just think how many people, young and old, just think how many people we can save from that misery. Yep. Yep. Like, I mean, because cause I'll, I'll tell you one thing right now. I don't care what anybody says, man. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. You know what I mean? Like, man, and I and I and I don't want to go back and I sure as hell don't want, you know, my my you know, the young ones to say, you know, that's what I had to go through before I finally got it. Yeah. And yeah. so and yeah. so by you know, like putting yourself out there, putting your story out there and and you saying, Yeah, man, that ain't cool. That ain't that ain't the right way to be then, you know, that's just like you said, words are sacred and that, that maybe that one will trigger them to say, Oh, you know what? I mean that guy. That guy is speaking from experience, so maybe there's some. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. And yeah, the positive affirmations, like telling yourself, you know, speaking well of yourself to yourself up here and out loud too, those are very good, man. Those are something that I still do today. Yeah. Like you just say, you look in the mirror and you're like, hey, man, you're gonna make it. You're gonna be a success. Yeah. Um, I am worthy. Yeah. Uh, I belong. Like those kind of things. I tell myself that even today, because if I don't. If I don't stay on top of my positive affirmation game, Puzz, I'll start throwing a pity party, sitting at home like, Puzz, man, poor me. You know? <laughs> I will. And I do that sometimes. And I'm like, whoa, what am I doing, man? And then I'll, make, I'll write out a grateful list and write down like 10 things I'm grateful for every day for like a week. And then that changes my whole attitude. But, yeah, definitely, those are all good things, man. And I appreciate you coming in. Um Man, anytime, anytime, sharing your experience, strength, and hope, man, powerful, and we'll definitely have to have you back soon because you're almost at a year, man. I'd love to have oh, you back at yeah. a year, sure. Yeah. And um, and even just down the road when you come back, um, we'll just pick a topic and we'll talk about it. Yeah. It will. It won't all, all be about you next time. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get your perspective on aunties and all that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, do you have anything? perspective on it? Is that not really? It's just, it's just I want to I want to thank you for blessing us with your with your presence, blessing us with your story because you're gonna um, probably open us up to a, a new um, band band of uh, listeners. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like people are going to be drawn to your story um, and you're going to be able to, to give them hope, to share your hope. And then once like the more we go along in recovery, you probably already know it, but that's how we feed ourselves and feel ourselves. You're basically pouring yourself out. You know what I mean? And that's how you, you continually pour yourself out freely given because it's been given to you freely. Yes, sir. 
Um, and then just what we have unless we give some of it away. Yeah. And then, you know, like even to go with like what your dad was saying, like words are powerful. Like it's even in the Bible, like he says, call those things that be not as though they were, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah, speak yeah. those things into existence, call them, you know, yeah. speak them. Um, but it, it's crazy, man. Like I, I admire, I admire your focus and your determination in this walk. Um, oh, oh. Because I think, like, even previous, like, you shared some of your story with me, but also, like, this time, like, there's been deeper things. Yeah. And, like, I know it kind of sounds cliche, but I'm really excited to see you find your purpose in life. It's kind of so, like before you were just existing, now you're living. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and, and just to see that revealing take place, it's like, man, you've always been able to see, but only what you wanted to see. Yeah. Mm. Now you're seeing things that have been there all along and you're walking in that. You're walking in that blessing. You're walking in that and never take anything for granted because it's only because of God that you're doing what you're doing. Remember the Bible says like when, when he's, when I'm weak, then then he's the one that makes you strong. He's the one that gives you the strength on those days that you feel like giving up, on those days that you have those negative thoughts, on those days that you question why you're even doing what you're doing. It's worth it. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah. Um, and everything's being restored. And even like your seven years, every seven years, it's called a Schmider year. And every seven years, the purpose and the intent of not sowing was to give the land a break. Mm. But on the law side, people would often bite off more than they can chew. And every seven years, there was a reset to give them a new start and a new beginning. Mm. And that was like the spiritual purpose. So your mom's been laboring for the past seven years and now you're walking in it because it's been plowed. Mm. That's why it's easy this time. It is. It's hard, but it's easy. Yeah, I mean, keep it simple. Because you surrendered. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But your mom's Mm -hmm. already plowed before you. Your mom's a prayer warrior and, and, and even you, like you're a man of worship. And God is pleased with you. Mm. You know mm-hmm. that calling your calling is higher, yeah. and and I'm just like I'm blessed and I'm excited to see you go to new heights. So thank you. Uh, no, I appreciate you coming in and oh, just one last thing for you, do you got the floor now. Um, just anything that you want to impart some like from your experience, strength and hope, what you've experienced in these ten months, some takeaways for like somebody that's, you know, brand new, they're struggling with addiction, they're kind of on the fence, or they're just now brand new to recovery, they got like a day or they got like a week. What would you want to tell them? Oh, just just keep coming back. You know, you'll hear you'll hear something that you're gonna have um, like you can relate to. Yep. And just, you know, do that. 
do some readings, you know, like uh, the daily reflections in AA. Read the big book. Um, mm-hmm. Get a sponsor. You know, yep. work the steps. Because if, if you don't work the steps, then you're not living your life. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So I started working the steps. And, you know, when I admitted I was powerless over alcohol, yeah. that my life was unmanageable. Oh, man, I was just like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, around, around they have, um, like, around here. Like, my home group is West End, you know, way down on, off of Colton and Reberg. Yeah. West Side? And, uh, yeah, that's what we call it. That's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I chair meetings and things like that and just try to be of service, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. And so, like, that's what helped me, you know, just keep coming back and, like, that attitude adjustment, man, that's, that was my stepping stone, you know? Right there, I, had to, yeah. I had to change my attitude, you know, towards life. Yep. So, that's all I got, yeah. Right on. Uh Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And give me some air horns. <laughs> hey, Charlie. Take Charlie. Take. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you the get rest that? Dog. <laughs> we got we let that rest dog hey, in there. That was funny. Yeah, that's funny. Which one? Rest dog. Uh, when I got out of the hospital, my we stopped at the house and my daughter was trying to run over and Check out these dogs. I'm like, hey, baby, don't. <laughs> We're not in the city. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, those are nice dogs. She's like halfway out. <laughs> I had to get her to break down the rest dogs. <laughs> to bite your boot. And they're protective. Yeah. <laughs> they cut their territory. These <laughs> rest dogs are very territorial around here. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, just to switch gears real quick. <laughs> That's funny though. You just you could just see. He's like, hey, no, 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 no. Hey. Like halfway out, he's like, oh, heartbroken. Those aren't like the ones at the dog park. Hey, they're not like, yeah. For real, bro. You don't just run up to dogs here. Oh. All right, I'm gonna switch gears on you guys real quick. I just want to get a little feedback on um. What you think about this whole Ukraine thing? I <laughs> I just shared a meme and said that when you're laughing about World War Three memes and all of a sudden the sun rises at midnight. Oh dang, man. Scaring me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know too much about it to really share a valid opinion. Yeah, I don't really know. Um just like what I read is, I read it in context of a abusive relationship. Okay. So like, Ukraine is like the the wife, okay. and Russia's the husband that was continually like being mean and beating, beating. Oh yeah. Um, toxic, very toxic relationship, and then for the past thirty years. Um, Ukraine has been living the single life, okay. building herself up and, and really, you know what I mean? Like becoming the best version of herself after going through all those years of torture. Yeah. Um, and then because it's starting to succeed and starting to see some greener pastures, then comes back the toxic ex mm. and saying, I don't basically like, I don't want you to enjoy the fruits of your labor, but I want you to be back with you now. Dang. And they likened it to the fact of like, uh, the past few weeks, they've been saying, oh, I'm not doing nothing. Well, ha- 
having all the troops line up yeah. outside of the city and be like, oh, we're not doing nothing. We're just doing exercises. Yeah. But the whole time, the toxic ex is like, you're basically intimidating your ex. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Kanye? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> But that was in the context that I read it in, and and I don't know like that makes like, a lot of sense. I don't. Know. It does. That's it kind of like all buy that for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Would that make you vote? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't vote. <laughs> no, I, I didn't vote for Vladimir. <laughs> Vladdy. <laughs> uh, no, I was just like I seen on the news earlier this week that like they're saying all this like stuff like Ukraine's the epicenter for like all the oil and all this, and I was like, yeah. what? Like what? They're, was, they're like the top, like in Europe, like top two coal. Oh, okay. they got they got they got all kinds of things, man. Like natural resources, resources. Yeah, natural resources. It's just like down, you know. I was like, uh, holy wait, cow, I didn't even know about all this, you know. And as I seen it on Facebook, and then, I mean, that's where that's where I get my news. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was on Sober Dad, you know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were showing everything, and it's just like top two, top two in the world, top two in Dang. Europe, top two, you know. And it was. The list was like, yeah, dude, it was it was crazy. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, because when I seen that on the news, I was like, what? I thought it was always like um, Iraq and Iran. I thought they were like the top you know, oil and all that. So I thought it was like propaganda. My conspiracy theory mind started rolling. Yeah. But all right, Dad, that makes sense. But I seen this meme today and I shared it with <laughs> <laughs> You got jokes, man. You got jokes or everything. That's really weird. <laughs> That's I would have really to, weird. We have to make a shirt that says that. Oh uh, yeah, we yeah. That's really weird. That's really weird. Uh, I seen this meme. Remember I shared it with you guys today. It said, uh, it "said send all the baby mamas to Ukraine. They like to fight." <laughs> man, that cracked me up. Man, I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. Huh? That's. That's correct. Well, I don't, I don't know like the politics or anything about like that stuff. But what I see is like like a dictator saying, "I want that, yeah. and I'm going to take it." And <clears throat> and the sad thing about it is is that there are people they're dying right now, yep. right now. Um, so I I just leave it at that. What I uh, what I wanted you know switch gears now okay. and ask you guys did you did you ever get a chance to see that Macy Gray? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah! I watched it that night. Yeah, she was juice, man. Something wrong with it. Hey, the thing that struck out to me the most was LeBron. Like, yeah, he out laughing. And he started looking down. Did you watch the All Star? Uh, Macy Gray sang the national anthem. Yeah, oh, she was lit, boy. Man, she was juice. When when uh, well, she, when they first brought her out, man, somebody walked her up there. <laughs> <laughs> somebody walked her. Even up on there. like training day, she's kind of off. Remember? Yeah, I know. And she, she kind of, you know, oh, I don't know if you guys ever watched like uh, those uh, old school Saturday Night Lives. Yeah. When uh, Will Ferrell did, you know who uh, Harry Carey is? Well, he used to, he used to be the announcer for uh, Chicago Cubs. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But Harry Carey, but he used to do that Harry Carey, and he'd make himself a. Oh yeah, you know, like just a say, just, yeah, yeah, like just say outlandish oh, things. Oh wow! Oh wow! And he goes, "If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself?" <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> but anyway, that's the, that's the first thing, I, or that's what it reminded me of because she was up there and she was like this, and then she started singing, and then, hey, that's the way Macy Gray sings, right? That's uh. just that's just her. 
But man, she went up there and she had that like she looked like a old grandma in her in a, uh, like, a, like a robe or yeah, whatever. She didn't look in the condition to really perform. Huh? Uh huh. She had that call ass swag. She had yeah. that call ass swag. She's young too. A little too much wine, I think. Something, man. And she drank a little too much wine tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like the definition of auntie. Yeah. <laughs> She's an auntie. So that, yeah. That's no, no you right non natives know what we're talking about there. That was it. Uh, auntie Macy. Yeah. <laughs> auntie Macy. Aunt Macy. Oh, Aunt Macy. If you don't behave, you're going to Aunt Macy's. <laughs> you know, she always sipping that wine. I'm sipping that wine the way no, she talks. <laughs> she beats us. <laughs> when, <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, but but even like yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, that was crazy. I was like, what am I watching here? Anyway, <laughs> that's. I think man, she was worse than Fergie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which one was it that they totally messed up the national? Fergie, Fergie. Was it Fergie? Well, yeah, she was trying to be uh, too pretty. Yeah, her. trying to make se- sound all sexy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, she just man, she's like. Uh, Didn't Christina Aguilera jack it up too? Like yeah. she sung it in the wrong order. I don't, I don't remember. Like in the <laughs> Super Bowl or something. I don't know. No. At the Super Bowl, they got that girl's name wrong. That? Uh, yeah, that that one that I think it was the one that sang the national anthem. They said she was the one that sang. What's the other one they always sing? Oh, uh, America be the beautiful or yeah, whatever. Yeah, some, but yeah, they got them, they got them mixed up. Anyway, anyway, it was a pretty good episode. You guys got anything else? Nope, no, nope, all good. Hey, we did smudge the streets. It was really awesome. Our first unspoken word smudge the streets. We're gonna be doing them every last Thursday. Um you guys are in the Bellings, Montana area, stay tuned to our Facebook page and Facebook group. We'll be posting there when our next Smudge of Streets is. Um, but we appreciate all of you guys tuning in. We love you. All our listeners over Flat Earth, please keep spreading the unspoken words gospel, Billy Graham style. And we are out. Shinook. Peace. Deuces. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.